You're listening to episode number 49 of the Rain BS Podcast, How to Manage the Day After. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am in Foggy, uh, Santa Barbara, California. It is not very sunny today. It's a little chillier, but I'll take it. It's better than the Midwest. I'm coming off a family vacation time, feeling a little tired, a little depleted, need to replenish, getting ready to pack up this house and get ready for the next one. So lots of stuff to do today and just kind of going with it. Not really, you know, too excited about anything, but not too worked up about anything either. So it's all good. I don't really have much else brain BS for the day other than you know what it's like when you're trying to pack up and go somewhere else and, you know, whatever. I'll deal with it. So why not just move on to our topic today because it's a really good one and it's really important to all of us. So I'm calling it how to manage the day after. I know it sounds ominous, right? Um, so this week we're going to talk about how we treat ourselves when we feel like we've come up short in some way. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to make three primary suggestions for when we don't like the behavior we choose the day before. It could be we drank that extra glass of wine. Maybe we ate that extra cookie. Perhaps we got triggered again by something our spouse said despite our best intentions not to. Or, fun, 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 it could be all of the above. So here you go. My suggestions are, first, stop beating the crap out of yourself. Second, stop beating the crap out of other people. And third, remember, change takes place one step at a time, and that'll make sense as we get further on. So the first, the first thing I want to talk about is stop beating the crap out of yourself. So first of all, I just want to point out how counterproductive it is that whatever, whenever we do something we wish we didn't do, the first thing we do is beat ourselves up over it. I cannot tell you how many times I plan on being super disciplined when we come to California, and I never am. I don't mean to say I'm not disciplined at all, because I am. But so far, I have not been able to mimic the same healthy behaviors that I implement in Illinois with very little effort on my part. For whatever reason, my brain wants to refer to Cali time as playtime, which means I adopt vacation behaviors. Now I know vacation behaviors is total brain BS, and it doesn't really exist and it can entail anything but for me it definitely means more indulgence and less discipline translated that means more wine more sweets and less effective mind management because of my diet I think when we start to spend more time here it will finally kick in that home is wherever I am and my healthy habits are what serve me best ain't quite there yet though so until I do get there I've decided I'm no longer going to judge myself so harshly and get so annoyed when I do not do what I intend to do. It's crazy how I can lose sight of everything I do, quote unquote, right, and just zero in on the few things I'm not doing the way I want. 
As I've mentioned many times, our thoughts trigger feelings, those lead to actions and give us our results. If we are totally dwelling in negativity, we are not going to create the new results we desire. Brains just love to try to make us think we are not enough and that we are doing something wrong all the time. When those feelings get triggered, it starts a negative negative commentary in our brains that lowers our vibration and sends the universe the message that we want more of the same. For example, how many of you are familiar with the thoughts, I feel like a fat pig, or I feel so gross after an evening, a week, a month, or even years of overindulgence? I'm guessing most of us have been in this frame of mind at one point or another. When we feel that way, we're not inspired to change our behavior and do something new. In fact, we're more likely to try to escape the uncomfortable feelings we are experiencing by indulging in more of the same behavior. This can go on for quite some time if we do not manage our minds properly. Some of you might argue that being hard on yourself is effective because it gets you to a point where you're willing to change your behavior, but I'm going to challenge you on that. The truth is, it is a new thought that sneaks in and that gets you to finally change your diet or exercise routine. It could be as simple as, I don't want to feel this way anymore, or that it is just time to start taking care of yourself. That is why it's so important to understand your brain BS and how your noggin's working. If you don't, you'll never learn how to create the results that you want on purpose. Just in case I didn't make my point, I'm going to give you another perspective of how this can play out to bring it on home. Sometimes beating ourselves up can be in a less aggressive way and be a little bit more repressive in nature. This presents as I want to get help with my emotional and mental health, but I'm too afraid to take the leap. Or it could be, I know I keep saying I'm going to get therapy, but I'm just not quite ready yet. When we do this over and over again, year after year, we begin to lose faith in ourselves to follow through what we said we were going to do. We could have a million judgments about ourselves that we are resisting and not even aware of them consciously. And they usually center around the same old BS, fear of not being good enough. So-and-so will always be better. I'm too much of a coward to face my fears and really look at myself. I will never be able to do this. I'm never going to get it. I will never be able to speak up for myself. I'm never going to find that partner I want. And it goes on and on. The repressive way to beat yourself up is to settle and determine that your life is just fine. And who are you to complain? Fine? Really? Is that what you want? We do not necessarily acknowledge all of our thoughts and that our relationship with ourselves is lacking integrity. But it is in our subconscious and it's real. This can turn into a case of low-grade depression or general dissatisfaction with life because we are stuck in indecision, apathy, and unacknowledged regret. While this kind of beating the crap out of ourselves can be less overt, it's just as impactful because it sends a message to the universe that we are not worthy and we do not love ourselves enough to have our own backs. This brings me to the last thing I want to say here, and that is if we do not treat ourselves with love and respect, We do the opposite and create circumstances and situations that we do not want. Many of us do this repeatedly in automatic mode for our entire lives because we're not self-aware. This is a horrible way to live and holds us back in major ways. If we can give ourselves some love and compassion, we're much more likely to be inspired to do whatever it is we truly desire. 
The reason for that is because it is coming from our higher selves and that will always trump anything the ego has to offer if we are aware enough to realize that and manage our minds. So if you really want to achieve something different or step out of your comfort zone to do something exceptional, you must be in a positive state that will inspire you to take the necessary actions. If you want to stay small and avoid change, go ahead, keep beating yourself up. All right, let's go on to stop beating the crap out of others. (laughs) All right, the second one builds on the first one. If we spend a lot of time judging ourselves for not being good enough and finding ways that we are wrong all the time, we're going to lower our vibration for sure and do that with other people too. All of this will depend on how self-aware we are. If we are pretty aware and have done the work to learn about our brains, we will most likely beat the crap out of ourselves for coming up short, get out of it fairly quickly, and be able to stop it in its tracks. However, if we're like the majority of humans, we will immediately start finding problems with the people around us too because we cannot help ourselves. We're in such a negative state about the way we feel about ourselves that we have a sort of misery loves company, why don't you join me approach. This is because we have temporarily gotten caught up in the ego and disconnected from our higher selves. Trust me when I tell you, this is just a diversion so we don't have to deal with our own brain BS. Nothing we say or do in this state is going to serve us. It will just add to our suffering and cause us more pain. Let me give you a scenario to illustrate my point. Say you're having an I am such a pig and so gross sort of day. You've been dwelling in negative judgments and self-criticisms for more days than you care to admit and you cannot stand the sight of yourself in the mirror. Then your spouse decides to come up and try to get close to you and give you some affection and it pisses you off. You think, what is wrong with him? What the hell? I'm not in the mood for that. Can he tell how bad I feel about myself? Is he clueless? Then you might actually start to think he is full of it just because he sees you more positively than you see yourself. As a result, you snap, you might mope, you may even get aggressive, and it's all based on brain BS. None of it's true, but you forgot that because you were so caught up in beating the crap out of yourself. It's almost natural when we were feeling that way to do it to everybody around us too. So if another family member comes into the room right after this interaction, you might decide to spread the wealth and criticize them for not helping out enough around the house and that causes yet another negative interaction to take place. I think it is fairly obvious, but I'll spell it out for you. This type of behavior is not good for relationships. Nobody is going to want to be around you if you act like this all the time. If you're reading this, and it's resonating with you and you see yourself in that, you might want to take a long, good look at yourself. This type of negative spiral goes on and on until we cultivate self-awareness and purposely choose to stop the behavior because we realize it is optional. Unfortunately, many people do not get to that point in their lives unless they get help understanding themselves which means we really do need to know how to deal with the day after because many of us are going to have to learn to forgive ourselves when we behave in a way that disappoints us on a regular basis. We are going to have regrets about how we treat other humans when we're in such a bad state. It is one thing to be so awful to ourselves, but when we take it to another level and emit that negative energy on everybody around us, we're not operating in the frequency that is going to get us what we want. This is not good because we are impacting the collective in a negative way and it just feels bad to treat other people so poorly, especially our loved ones. 
Instead, we need to practice compassion, emit love, and give ourselves grace as we learn how to manage these brains of ours in a way that works for us. We must also remember we are humans and embrace the gifts of imperfection and look forward to all the opportunities we get to evolve to the next level. Believe me, they're never ending and we will never run out of them. It's the sole purpose why we're here. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. And that is one step at a time. I'm including this suggestion because in my experience, most of my clients think they are going to master how to live consciously in a relatively short period of time especially when they spend money. (laughs) Nothing could be further from the truth. Learning to stop beating yourself up the day after you do something you regret is a process that begins with cultivating a loving relationship with yourself. But that's just the beginning. Now, that process requires learning how to set limits and boundaries with the humans around you and to reinforce them. It entails making yourself a priority and to stop people-pleasing which can be quite unsettling if you've been doing it for decades like I did. It's hard work to be sure, and it does require courage. I'm not going to lie, but oh my gosh, it's so worth it. Once you establish that relationship and forgive yourself for your imperfections, you have your own back and you no longer treat yourself so poorly. The beautiful bonus here is that you then transfer that love and grace onto your fellow humans. You no longer pick people apart or focus on their flaws because you no longer do that to yourself. You are insightful about what it means to be a human with a brain. Oh, you might forget for a minute here and there, but it won't last long. You'll never go back to how you were before because you're not capable anymore. You just love yourself too much to do that. When that happens, needless layers of suffering are removed from your life experiences. That is when you find out that that extra glass of wine or cookie is neutral and it was never a big deal. The reason it felt so bad was because of the horrible way you were judging yourself for taking the cookie or the glass of wine. So in conclusion, as humans, we tend to beat the crap out of ourselves on a regular basis and those people around us. I'm suggesting you today that there's another way. Practice a little bit of self-love and compassion and forgive yourselves over and over again as many times as you need to. Understand that this is all a process that begins with learning how to cultivate a loving relationship with yourself. For those of you who are ready and done talking, I want to suggest to you that it's time to get a free 60-minute consult. We'll schedule a Zoom call and discuss what you think your problem is and what you think is causing your pain. And I promise you, it's probably not what's causing it. But I want to hear it. I care about you and I do want to hear what you have to say. But my superpower as a coach is to tell you what your real problem is, along with whatever else you need to hear, even if it's uncomfortable. I'm willing to say things that other people are not willing to say. This is why I'm a coach and why I get the results that I do with my clients and with myself. I'm not afraid to look things face on. I'm not. I don't let fear stop me. And I don't let fear stop my clients either. And I call them out on their BS when they try to get out of doing what they said they wanted to do in the first place when it starts to get hard. I'm willing to risk the relationship with you so that you can hear what it is you need to hear to finally deal with the brain BS that's standing between you and the life you want. Now listen, ladies, if you're listening to this, it's because you are supposed to work with me. It's, it's an energetic thing. It's a universal thing. It's universal law. 
It's sort of like the yin to the yang. We are destined to work together. So if you are listening to this and you do, you listen to all the episodes and you really like them and you follow me in the, the Brain BS Facebook group and you're, and you're really thinking about maybe getting a consult, you think it sounds like it would be interesting. I want to tell you, it's not interesting. Well, it's interesting, but it's life changing. It's life saving. It's going to create a totally different experience on this planet if you do this work. While I don't have urgency to work with any of you, because I trust divine timing, I do have urgency in the sense that the longer you wait to sign up for the consult, the longer you wait to create the life that you really want, which means you're suffering needlessly. You're beating yourself up. You're feeling bad about yourself. You're having trouble forgiving yourself for things. And you're just overall either in a really negative state or you've numbed yourself to the point where you're not really feeling anything. (laughs) That would mean lots of Netflix, lots of drinking, lots of getting high. Um, whatever for some people, that means lots of work, lots of cleaning. It, it can come out in many different ways how you deal with it when your life isn't the way you want it to be. Please take time, think about this, but not too long. Sign up for a consult and let's get started because this is, this is the best work you'll ever do and the results that you get are going to blow your mind. Hope you heard something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or join my private Facebook group called The Brain BS Group where we dig into all this stuff a little bit deeper. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.